What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. And <laughs> Monday Night Football for Week 12, Adam, came and went. And again, what is the matter with Seattle's offense? Yeah, I mean, it's been broken for a while. Uh, there's a lot of issues here. Uh, Pete Carroll being the head coach is one of them. Uh, they're boring. They run too much. Uh, I do think Russell Wilson is not playing well either. Uh, I thought he missed all. Didn't see open receivers tonight. Made some bad decisions. You know, his final stat line doesn't look bad. 247, two passing touchdowns, but we know that late drive kind of boosted it. He rushed for 60 yards. But yeah, I mean, this offense is just brutal. They can't sustain drives. They had five consecutive three and outs. Uh, it's amazing, actually, this game was that close uh, because Seattle's defense did all they could to keep them in the game. But, yeah, I mean, it's a disaster. I mean, how do you ignore DK Metcalf the entire game? I mean, the guy had the no entire targets. game. I he mean, there, no there was one pass that was thrown his way that, you know, they called a target. Right. But I mean, it was, it was like out of bounds. It was yeah. out of bounds of 50 feet over his head. Yeah. I mean, look you got to find a way to get on the ball. Don't I don't care if he's going up against the uh, best corner in the NFL, which he wasn't. You find ways to get on the ball, um, whether it's slants across the field or something. Uh, they didn't even try. I mean, one catch for 13 yards, even Lockett. Lockett had a big first half, three for 96. Nothing in the second half. I mean, really? Uh, it's just embarrassing. I mean, and it's, it's been a problem for a while, and now it's being exposed in a major way. They came into tonight running 55 plays per game. And what did they have in the first half, 16, 17? I mean, it's embarrassing. They just can't sustain any drives, uh, and it's time to move on. Um, you know, if, and I was thinking after this game, like, what am I going to do with rankings with these guys going forward? Because, you know, you, you're you like, well, Lockett and Metcalf, like, they're the main guys. But it, Metcalf's game lock has just been absolutely pathetic, and it's tough to bench a guy like that, but – you're getting to the point where it's like, well, what have we seen? One for 13, four for 31 against Arizona, three for 26 against Green Bay. Uh, and those are the three games Russ has been back. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to say DK Metcalf's better with Geno Smith. He had three touchdowns in the two games before Russ came back with Geno Smith and had a 96-yard game. He's got 13, 31, and 26 yards the last three weeks, man. I mean, I have him in two leagues, and they're deep leagues. You know, they're 20 roster spots. So it's not like, wait, am I going to play Odell Beckham over him now? I mean, uh, I don't know. Are we getting to that point? I mean, I mean, Lockett's still been productive. Um, even tonight, three for 96. But it's really bad right now with this team. And they're done. I mean, they're clearly done. Um, and where are they going to be at mentally? Uh, they play the 49ers next week. 49ers are one of the hottest teams. Even when they go play the Texans on the road. Do I feel good? No. I mean, I actually I might take the Texans money line that game. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Wait no, I'm just minute. kidding. I'm just kidding. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, it's crazy. gone too far. I mean, but still, do you feel good they can win that game? I don't. I don't I don't I don't know if they're gonna win that game. No, I'm Damn, well, they've they've lost six of seven, bro. They've lost, yeah, three in a row now and six of their last seven. And I mean, it's you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, their their record's three and eight. So I mean, it's just it it really is it's it's maddening here. And you know, listen, fine. If the if the if the ground game isn't working, and clearly the ground game wasn't working, 
Um, I, I don't understand why you don't pick up the pace. I don't understand why you don't, you know, why why you don't throw more. Like why you don't? I mean, really, thirty-one throws for Russell Wilson. Thirty-one, and they were forced too late on that last drive. Too. Yeah, I, I, again, and I'm sorry, man. Like, why does he hate DK Metcalf all of a sudden? Like, are they, are, are you know, something happened? Something happened. How do you not target him at all? He's a like huge that. receiver, man. I mean, even if he's covered, like throw it up, like get it. You know what I mean? Figure something out. Run a slant across the field. Do something, man. Come up with play designs. I mean, this it's just it's across the board. I mean, Russell Wilson deserves blame, too. I mean, I, I there were open receivers that he did not see. He took an awful sack on that final drive where they were able to tie it because somehow Freddie Swain was wide open. But yeah, I mean, it's a disaster right now. Um, I just it's hard to put Lockett and DK Metcalf like really low. Like I think Lockett has to be in the wide receiver too, but uh, I Metcalf, like where am I going to put him this week? I mean, uh, is it going to be wide receiver three territory? I mean, I'm sure you have him too. So it's like, what are you going to do at this point? Right. It's like, he's a difficult guy to bench at this point, but the last three games have just been brutal. They've been horrible. They've been absolutely horrible. It's been it's been really tough to watch. Like it really Seattle's offense, and you know, and it just again it boggles my mind. You bring in Shane Waldron, right? Who's like the Rams passing game coordinator, right? And how is it like you know, like how I mean, is it just is it all Pete Carroll? Is it Pete Carroll being like, sorry, Shane, I, I want you to do just do this? And and Waldron is like, yeah, okay, sure, no problem. Like it makes no sense to me how you you bring in a, a an offensive coordinator, a passing game coordinator, no less. And and you know, you go to a West Coast passing scheme, which is which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's it, it, it's it's actually to me, I like it better than Eric Coriel. Eric Coriel, you have to like, you know, time everything out and you're throwing to a spot on the field, not to the receiver. At least in the West Coast, you're throwing it to the receiver. You're supposed to be giving DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett a better chance to, you know, run with the ball after the cat. I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. This this team has gone to absolute shit, dude. Absolute shit. And and of course, right? I mean, do I just have to say that it's because this is like the first time I've sat and invested in the Seattle passing game? Like I'd never take Russell Wilson in, in fantasy drafts, but I took him this year because I was like, ah, you know, I, I like what what I what I see happening with their offense right now, and I feel like. Um, I feel like the fantasy football gods have taken like a huge dump on my chest. Well, I mean, the finger injury didn't help. I mean, he's always been very efficient. I've said this for years. Like, it's amazing. Like, can we just get one season of Russell Wilson, 600 pass attempts? I mean, if you go see what he's put up, so he's bailed them out, but it's now all catching up because I mean, at the finger injury didn't help. I thought he was off the last two weeks. Even a couple of throws were a little off tonight as well. Um, and they're so predictable. That's the biggest problem. First down, they're going to run. Second down, they even run sometimes. Okay, now it's easy to predict this offense. They just, it's just brutal. It's all catching up. It's really upsetting. I'm not enjoying it at all. I'm not enjoying having, you know, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf on a, on, on a number of different teams. I, I, I lost to an idiot base player from Umphreys McGee. 
come on. There's no way I should be losing to this guy. But my Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf tandem just not coming through. It's very upsetting stuff, man. It's very. I mean, look, I I had a matchup tonight. Um, I had Lockett and Gibson. He had McKissick. I lost by two, man. Lockett got zero in the second half. McKissick steals two touchdowns from Gibson, man. It's like, (sighs) really? I mean, I went against McKissick in three leagues tonight, man. It's just, oh. Just so brutal. I mean, we finally get the Gibson game we want, right? 29 carries, 111 yards, even more. Seven receptions for 35 yards on seven targets. Where the fuck was this shit all year? Where was this all year? (laughs) No, again, like, look, I'm not, I know sometimes people might listen and be like, oh, these fantasy guys think they know more than NFL coaches. I'm not saying that. But sometimes, just logic, bro. Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver at Memphis. Right. They slowed him in. They eased him in last year because they didn't want to overwork him at the running back position. Okay, he was a wide receiver in fucking college. We saw what he did. Was it against the Bills? Without week, he had a 73 yard reception for a touchdown. Like, why can't he get the ball more in a passing game? J.D. McKissick's good. Don't get me wrong. But like you don't even utilize Gibson most of the time. And now tonight, all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't. I don't think this was a shift in game plan. I think people are going to say that. Do you know what happened tonight? Why this her- occurred? It's, pre- it's pretty simple. I'm not putting you on the spot trying to make you. It's pretty simple what happened tonight. Why? Gibson I, was, I little... just figured you were you were asking a rhetorical question. You were just going to give the answer. Okay, I'll give it to you. It was. It's pretty simple. It's not, oh, Washington came in tonight and wanted to feed Gibson. Washington, 79 plays, Seattle, 45. It's as simple as that. They had the ball the entire time. So they the said, entire all right, we're time. Feeding them. we're going to keep feeding them. It, you know, I don't, I don't want to see people go, oh, Washington. Five. No, <laughs> they ran the ball 43 times tonight. So, of course, you're going to give Gibson most of them. I don't, if you would ask them before the game tonight, is this your plan? They'd be like, nah, well, you know, well, we hope to get Gibson 15 to 20 carries. You know, he, no, it just kind of worked out that way. So, um, and it hurt if you had anyone in Washington, you know, McLaurin only four for 51. I didn't think Logan Thomas caught it. Did you? On I thought he did. You did? I thought he did. You know, but I, I do see the argument like, well, it's not conclusive and you call it a touchdown, let it go. I understand that. And again, I don't, I didn't really have either side. I didn't bet the game tonight. Um, I didn't do any player props. Um, you know, I had seasonal long with Lockett, Wilson, DK, Gibson. So Logan Thomas, I don't have. So it didn't affect me either way. I thought it did hit the ground. But at the same time, I see the argument. Well, it wasn't 100 percent conclusive. You know why overturn it? No, I saw it hit the ground, but I also saw his hand under it. And I never, you know, I, I never saw it like I never saw the ball move where it looked like Logan Thomas didn't have control of it the entire time. Like, you know, I mean, if you're going to sit there and you're going to slow it down frame by frame and you're going to come up with like this tenth of a second frame where the ball is, you know, it, it, he's, you know, his hands might be around it, but his hands aren't on the ball. Like he's not touching it. Like if you're going to slow it down and get that frame, then yeah, you know what? I'm sure there are a lot of non-catches out there, but you know, the dude, he had control of the ball. He made a good catch. It wasn't, you know, I mean, it was like, do you see uh, Mark Andrews the other day? Like when he picked it basically up off the floor? Yeah. So it was out of the pass interference one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the pass interference, but he caught it anyway. And his hand was, 
you know, was right there. I mean, that was that was an amazing catch. Now, Thomas's wasn't it wasn't like that where his hands were underneath it, but it was like it was. It was like they were his hands were around the ball. And, you know, as he was like down, it hit the ground, but he still he never lost control of the ball. At no point in in, in watching them slow it down a million ways did I think that this guy lost control of the football at some point. I did never Des, thought that. Did you think Des Bryant caught it? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> don't hate him, my man. He caught that shit. You he know did it. Catch that okay, shit, dude. Thank of you. course, you know it's it's again this you know this this whole thing, and this is this is where this is where replay really screws you over because now now people are dissecting it so much like that. Yeah. That that they're like, oh, it must not have been a catch because. He loses control of it for a hundredth of a second. Well, I said a tenth before. So now I'm now I'm exaggerating even, you know, even more so. But again, I ugh, dude, I hate it, man. I absolutely hate it. I mean, I get the pros for, you know, for for instant replay, but but the way we're di- just dissecting things right now and just frame by frame shots. Oh man. It's it's it, it can be brutal. No, it definitely is, man. I mean, again, another shit game. Cleveland, Baltimore, Sunday night was shit. This was another shit one. Cleveland, Baltimore, Sunday night was not shit. It was amazing because I had Baltimore in my suicide, my survivor pool. You had Baltimore? I had I I, I, yeah. I told you I was talking yeah. through those picks. It was coming down to um it was I was either gonna take the Patriots, the Chargers, or the Ravens. And I was just, you know, I was looking at the schedule moving forward. And there was just, you know, there, there was a lot worrying me about the Ravens. I figured, you know, while while the with Kareem Hunt coming back, yeah, they would try and feed him a little bit. But I, I figured it was better to, you know, A, take the home team in, um, in the Ravens. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the Patriots are in a great spot and they're winning, but you know, still Tennessee. You still have to like give them some sort of, you know, some semblance of respect for you know things just kind of happening and working out their way. Um, and then I looked at the Patriots, and I think the Patriots in like week, like fifteen, have like the Jaguars or something like that. Like I mean, there's there's some cakewalk game. I'm like, okay, well if I hold the Patriots until then, I'll be able to take them during this week, and everybody else is going to be sweating. You know, oh shit! Do I take Denver over the Raiders? You know, and and fight with that. So, um, so that Baltimore game was uh, was was a, a blessing from the gods. Thank you. It was yeah, like a, it was I such felt, a shit game. Dude. I felt, yeah, <laughs> you know, I do the weekly Survivor article on FantasyLarm.com, and I said this was by far the most difficult week to pick. You know. Winners and especially too, it's week twelve, and you might be you out. Had the of Ravens is like your number three this week, didn't yeah. you? I had the Patriots and Ravens and the Cowboys. So and the Cowboys, so, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I was pre- pretty confident in the Patriots just because t- uh, Titans had no one, man. I mean, just depleted, and somehow they rushed for two hundred yards. And some, yeah, and somehow they rushed for two hundred yards. It's amazing. Wait a sec, I got. I'm gonna have to. Just so that everybody out there knows what game I was actually kind of targeting for the Pats. 
Oh, yeah, week 17. Yeah, week 17, they're playing. Yeah, they're hosting the Jaguars. Yeah, they have a lot of tough games uh, before that, too, against the Bills. Don't they have the Colts, too? We're going to really find out about the Patriots now, man. They've been beating up on some bad teams. Yes, they have been, so we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I'm already looking ahead. Here you go. Week 13, I'm looking at the Vikings. They are on the road, but it is the Lions. So that's going to be an interesting one. The week, uh, week after that, week 14, I think my best game. Um, I mean, I could take the Chiefs against the Raiders. Do I really want to do that? Uh, Seahawks uh, on the road against the Texans. Could go uh, Titans hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that's the money move. Got to see who's on the field. I know, right? Uh, So, yeah, so I've got, oh, shit. Why did it just change that pick for me? Oh, my God. I, like, put them in there just to see. So then week 15, I've got Arizona. Taking on the Lions. We'll see about that. Week 16, the Chargers taking on the Texans. Can't believe I'm going to invest in the Chargers. And then week 17, it's Patriots against the Jaguars. And week 18, Packers possibly against the Lions. Who the hell knows? You got to see. Packers might not need that game. They could have a one seed locked up. Yeah, I know, I know, which would then put me in a very horrifying situation where I'd probably, you know, maybe I maybe I could take hey, you if know, you like, get if you get to week 18, you're ecstatic. Yeah, I get to week 18, I'm gonna like touch myself inappropriately all the you time. You should do it in week 17. There's a hundred and forty thousand dollars in this pool right now. Nice. Right. Right. And there are now 35 people left in the pool. Yep. 35 left out of 1219. No, out of 1254. That's what it was. Look at that. Give me some, baby. I got to get you into this one next year. Yeah, that would be nice. Right? Uh, you know, I got to take a little something for myself first. Um. <laughs> All right, so uh, so that was that was Monday Night Football, in a nutshell. Boring as shit. Seattle blows Mazel Tov to the to the Washington Football Team, who now sit in like the number seven spot in the playoffs at five and six. Do you see how just how muddled up the NFC is? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Washington actually, I, I did not like this outcome tonight because Washington is only two behind Dallas now, and they play them two times. I mean, Dallas mm-hmm. can lose this division, man. Oh, wouldn't that be a shame? Yeah, it would. It would definitely be a shame. It'd be so upsetting. I don't know how I would go on in this world. <laughs> no, I would be, I would be able to go on. I'd just be betting against them or some shit, and I'll figure something out. <laughs> I, I use I don't get it. I'll show him. I'll bet against him every I don't way. I don't get as down as I used to be. It used to really bother me. I've gotten so much better at that. I don't know if it's because of fantasy and betting, but I mean I used to get really depressed and down. Now I'm like, you know, I get upset. I was upset Thursday night, but whatever. I moved up. Nothing. No, you know, what am I gonna do? I don't know, man. What are you gonna do? Um, yeah, I just you know what? I mean, I guess. I guess being a, a Jets fan has kind of leveled that out for me, you know, where it's like, 
you know, I mean, you know, in the late seventies, the Yankees were always winning in the American league. And then, you know, and then I guess I, I kind of suffered through the, the entire eighties, which were just horrible for the Yankees. So I kind of thickened my skin up that way. The jets have always been terrible, you know, or, or at least, you know, every, every so often they'll put up a good season, but you know, nothing ever comes of it. Um, and it took the Rangers. The Rangers won the cup once since the 19, 19, they won it in 1940 in 1994 and they haven't sniffed the cup since. Yeah, they are playing well this year. I haven't watched much. I watched a little bit actually. What day was it? Maybe Friday. They were playing the Bruins caught some of the third period, but yeah, I haven't really watched, but apparently they're doing well. Good for them. Good for the Rangers. Oh my God. Speaking of the Rangers, how about the Texas Rangers, dude? Holy cow. Have you been following some of this free agency for baseball? Yeah. Uh, Texas definitely opening uh, the pocketbooks, getting uh, Corey Seager, Marcus Semien, John Gray. Where do you stand on these big ass contracts? Like, I mean, come on, three, four, $345 million for a 10 year deal for, uh, for Seager, for a guy who, listen, I like Seager. I like him a lot. I think his hit tool is phenomenal. I think there's just, there's, there's, you know, great things about him, but he's already had wrist issues. He's already had surgery on his wrist. There's definitely, you know, it's, it's not been, you know, all hunky dory for him. How do you give these 10 year deals for this kind of money? It drives me insane. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're not usually not worked in a long term. We see it. It's but, guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, look, good for the players, man. Um, my, I'm, I'm happy for them. But, I mean, a team like Texas, you know, needs to do something. That's why they're doing it. It's like they want to win. They haven't been good. So they're trying to make a splash. Make a splash. Jesus, man. But Semyon got like, a, like an eight-year deal? Something crazy uh, like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Eight years for Semyon. Ten years for uh, for for. <laughs> Seager. The rest of the lineup still looks like shit, though. I mean, it obviously yep, looks still, better with the two of them at the top of the order, but... Yep, still work to do. Still a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Um, trying to think if there's anything... Oh, go Mazel Tov on, uh, on Max Scherzer, by the way. Yeah, I mean, look, I hope it works out. You know, he's older. Um, but, you know, again, if... If money doesn't mean anything to Cohen, then go ahead, spend it and take the shot. Look, you hope sure if Scherzer and DeGrom are healthy, then you got a hell of a one-two punch, and especially if you get to the postseason. So uh, they obviously paid him a ton of money, but we knew that's a spot they're going to be in. You know, they lost out on a couple guys. So, uh, hey, spend the money. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it worked so well for everybody who spent a ton of money last year, right? I mean, oh, what are the soon? Mets supposed Sorry. to do? I mean, look, I look, I I do worry about <laughs> I do worry about this deal um, because he's thirty seven, going on thirty eight, but he was His arm arm is going on seventy two right now. Yeah, I mean, look, he was dominant last year, so I look, I'm not I'm not as excited as everyone else, like because I there's definitely risk here. There's no question about it. Um, you know, he's been a workhorse, but can he continue to do it? I don't know. So I'm hoping it works out, but I'm not as like optimistic as everyone else who think like, oh my God, yeah, this is great. It's the Mets. We see how shit goes wrong. So (laughs) 
mean, look, they went out. They saw. They, the problem is they brought, they they got brought in a bunch of guys over thirty. Man, Stalling Marte's had health issues. He's thirty three. Escobar's over thirty. Cano's thirty two. So, uh, I hope it works. But again, but they're so, they're trying to combine strategies. They're they're spending a, a shit ton of money like the Yankees of the eighties, and then they're they're trying to follow the uh, the San Francisco Giants path. Of an all thirty, all, all over thirty-five year old starting club, uh, and somehow that gets like a game away from the you know playing in the World Series. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do a better job. What they need to do is find these cheap pitchers and turn them around before they make money like Kevin Gossman, right? I mean, right. Gossman and Ronnie. Yeah, that's that. That's what they need to do. See, that's been their problem. Is that you know. They need to be. I mean, the Dodgers were doing it even before they spent money. They Justin Turner, Max Muncy. They brought in these guys who were not good with other teams. Figure something out. Turn them around. Once you have to start to pay them, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, baseball even, baseball we, contracts are nuts, dude. And all these contracts all being signed here before you know there's supposed to be a lockout. Yeah. I know. That's why everything is happening in this short time span. So crazy. It's crazy. These guys are signing these big ass deals. The next thing you know, it's going to be a fucking lockout. We're not going to start baseball until like June. Oh, God. Right. Can we just say F you MLB like that? I mean, it's really COVID. Then last year it was like all the whining and crying over. You know, over over nickels and dimes for for billionaires, um, and now and now we're going to end up with a with a lockout season. I mean, it's just and you're already just keep on coming, and you're already losing popularity in your sport, and you're already losing popularity in in the in the sporting world. Absolutely, the WNBA is beating you on ratings now. No, it's not. Is it? No way. I don't, I don't oh, like I was- to see. I like to see the Nielsen ratings on the uh, on the WNBA championship versus the World Series. Uh, was it this year? That, tell me, I didn't watch all of it, but it, I think they had a pretty good final this year, if I'm not mistaken. There was one game that was really good that I actually they tuned did. into the end. They did have a good final, actually. There was some good stuff. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly what it is because I don't really follow it that closely, but I do recall. I, I, I actually like women's basketball. I don't really watch it much, but I, I covered actually high school basketball. I actually enjoyed it. Now, when you have the really bad teams, it's terrible. Like when you have the C and D level teams, it is brutal basketball. But when you have good talent playing each other, I actually like it. Uh, you know, listen, I, that's, you know, because you like the game of basketball. So if you've got it doesn't matter, boy or girl, as long as the game's being played well, you'll watch it because you like you love the sport. You know, like baseball, I don't give a shit who's on the field, who's playing, as long as it's a good game to watch. Right. And it's not like, you know, sloppy, stupid, terrible, yeah, unbelievable like stuff. Fundamental plays not being made. Like when I play softball and the fucking shortstop is the cutoff man and he runs to second base instead of cutting out to get the throw. Yeah, shit like that. I can't stand that. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, all right. Well, let's see. What else do we got going on here? Um, oh, I guess we should probably talk a little NFL waivers, right? Jeez. Injuries abound. Now, I know you and Impemba went through everything on the on the podcast the other day. 
but my lord dude my lord um let's uh let, let's kind of go through it here i'll tell you what let's uh let's say hi to our sponsors we'll pay a few bills we'll take a little quick commercial break and then when we come back i and i'll talk uh week 13 waivers for fantasy football so stick around we'll be right back all right adam time to talk waiver wire now this this you know this stuff is uh, it's getting down to it, right? There are, what, two, maybe three games left in your regular fantasy football season, right? Like weeks, you, you'd like to think that it's week 15, 16, and 17 are your playoffs and championship. I mean, some, some leagues go to week 18. Okay, fine, but that means, boom, week 13 and week 14. This is it for us, man. We got to – it's do or die. It's win or go home and uh, and make it happen. So – Let's talk about, I mean, obviously the running back position devastated with injuries. I mean, you've got, you know, you, you lost Dalvin Cook, you lost Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, so Cook is supposed to miss at least uh, weeks 13 and 14 with the the, the labrum issue in his shoulder. Um, McCaffrey is being shut down. He's already been put on IR for his ankle. So he's gone for the year. Daryl Henderson suffered a quad injury. Uh, during the game, Miles Sanders got banged up uh, in his game. So right off the bat, man, the running back position really taking some lumps here. Obviously, if if you know Chuba Hubbard or Alex Madison were were somehow dropped in your league, you know, I mean, that's uh, you know the, the 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 those are the must adds, right? Yeah, I mean Madison, if he's out there, uh, I'd actually put uh, Jamal Williams over the Panthers running backs if he's out there. And I actually did see him drop in one of my leagues. I think it was last week. And I tried to put in, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to go through, but I prayed that it was, I put in a bid for him after the fr the Friday night waiver wire run. <laughs> and obviously it didn't go. I was like, damn it. Um, so he could be out there because Swift could be out. Um, I think I forgot remember that, that one. Yeah. And the Panthers Panthers are on by as well. And I think it's going to be Abdullah and Hubbard. So and that offense is not as appealing. But, yeah, you pick them up. Sony Michelle maybe could be the guy this week, depending on uh, the status of Henderson. And they play Jacksonville. So, I mean, I know they're, they've lost three in a row, and they're not going to think like that. But there's a chance they just say, all right, sit out. So, yeah, there's actually a decent option. Matt Breida could still be out there, um, potentially, um, because the report about him being more involved in the offense was like kind of like, like a day before – the game and Moss was the healthy scratch. So I don't know if everyone had him last week because the other weeks we there was a week he scored two touchdowns. We're like, well, he only played eight snaps, but Moss was inactive as a healthy scratch. Um, so I think you could look at him again. You don't want to like he's not a must start because of that Bills running game, and they do go against New England. But yeah, there's still some options. Maybe Dontrell Hillier could still be out there as well. Um, I know I picked him up in a couple leagues last week. I did not start him. Um, so yeah, there's actually, we've been complaining about the wave where I being pretty dry for a few weeks, but there's actually some options out there. And I think, you know, in more shallow formats, Madison's probably available, you know, those 10, 12 team leagues, maybe people cut them recently. So, or shallow bench leagues, maybe you only have three bench spots and you're like, oh, I can't hold on. I have injuries in bye weeks. So he might be available more. He's not going to be available. In, I think in, in any league we play in, definitely he's not available in any of mine. And maybe some of our listeners, but I think there could be somewhere he is out there. 
Yeah, listen, you know what? I mean, that that's the thing. You know, I did the uh, I, I I do the waiver wire video for for SiriusXM, and you know, it's definitely you always need to check to make sure. You know, I mean, I was sitting there the other day just making sure that you know, like before waiver start, I'm like, just go through it, see if maybe you know Logan Thomas is there because you're gonna want to stash him. You know, and and. You know, I, you know, it, it, you, you always need to check the waiver wire. Like I was talking about, you know, uh, Debo Samuel being hurt and being like, okay, so you need to check the San Francisco wide receivers. Number one is go and check to see if Brandon Ayuk is is available because there are some leagues where Brandon Ayuk could be available. I know he's been a little on the hot side for the last two weeks, but still. There, you know, there are just some leagues, depending on your format, where he's out there. So with Debo on the shelf, possibly for a week or two, you just you need to you need to just double check and make sure that you know that that somebody isn't there. The last thing you want to do is just sit there and set your waiver claims up and not really dig through and find out who's actually available. Yeah, man. Look, I take the time. I I go through the whole list. Like I sort by position. And points, and I go down the whole list, man, because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, you know, I, I sort it out by different things. I sort it out by, you know, you know, even it doesn't even matter what the, um, you know, what's on the uh, on, on the projection side. I, you know, what what website it is. I just I just look based on that site's projections. Just to okay, so that's what that's what they're speculating right here. Then I look at, you know, what they've done over their average over the last couple of games. And I look at, so there's always different ways to sort and you should always go through and, and do that. Um, find different ways to sort and, and make sure even if it's, you know what, even if you just sort by the the amount of teams in, in this on this site are, you know, are rostered. Right. Like just click roster percentage and like all of a sudden you'll be like, holy shit, this dude's like on the rosters of 68% of leagues in this league, you know, in this, on this site, why the hell am I not, you know, looking into this guy? Who is it? All right. Oh, okay. Now I see who it is. Yes. I should get him or no, I shouldn't either way. But. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Bad stuff. Um, Sorry. I keep getting these G chat messages from, uh, from, from somebody we work with. So they're like peppering me with stuff here. That's no bueno. Apparently our, our lineup generator failed somebody. And that person is very upset. On a showdown slate. Yeah. Oh my God. He's complaining that uh, he got too much Russ and DK Metcalf um, and, and Alex Collins stuffed into a high percentage of his lineups. I mean, you know, listen, I this is see here you go. And this is this is something that like drives me insane. Is that people who sit there and just you're not doing any work or anything like that. You're just you're going to the lineup generator and you're just trusting in the fact that, you know, these projections are, you know, the the best of everything and then you're just you're just blindly accepting lineups. Like if you generate 30 lineups, you know, you you know, off of not making any choices of your own, you could do that a bunch of times there and see, you know, how everything is structuring for you. But, you know, to just blindly do it and just be like, all right, so I'm just going to randomly generate 30 lineups here and I'm going to play them. Well, guess what, man? I mean, that's, you know, 
not ideal. And and I, I just I I hate I, you know, and listen, I'm sure that you know our our, our bosses are gonna hate me for saying this, but I fucking hate projections and I hate lineup generators because you know, people think that these things are like, you know, infallible and it's not even remotely the case. And it's just all it does is continue to promote laziness as opposed to doing your own research. Yeah. I mean, and then people think like I'm automatically going to win just because it's generated. It's not how it works, man. It's a computer yeah. model. Like, come on, guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it just, you know, it's it's one of those things. It just kind of drives me. It drives me nuts. You know, it's like, you know, when people sit there and they message me and they're like, oh, your uh, your your DFS compare on the website says I should start this guy over that guy. What do you think? Well, I, I don't agree with that. And, and this is why I don't agree with that. And, you know, that, you know, projections only take you so far. You know, with regard to, you know, I know that, that our fanjections department like updates shit regularly, but I mean, it's not, you know, uh, you know, eyeballing every single player and every single waking moment like that. It just doesn't work like that. And I just, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I want to like answer this guy who's like, you know, popping off in Discord right now, but I'm not going to. Um, Well, A, because I'm recording, but B, I just don't want to get into it. I just, I, hate this shit, man. I hate this shit. This is what you do your own research. Stop fucking around with a lineup generator. So annoying. So annoying. And again, yes, I'm sure my bosses are going to be uh, tickled pink to hear me say that. But, you know, I mean, that's just that's how I feel about it. It's how I fucking feel about it. You know what? And I know that the projections have been problematic in NBA, too. So maybe people should just stop dealing with fucking Stuff like that. You you want to go to Fantasy Cruncher and and just have them give you a lineup and you know use their their generator and that their their generator spits out the same twenty lineups to every single person who clicks on it, which is why you end up with giant lineup trains. And when you you know you win you and you split the the hundred thousand prize hundred thousand dollar prize with with seventy two other people, right? <laughs> then you piss them off, right? Did you ever see the movie Bruce Almighty? I don't think I saw it. Is that what Jim Carrey's in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, everybody in Buffalo is like praying to to God to let them win the lottery. And so he grants everybody their wish. And like, so everybody wins the fucking lottery uh, in, in the greater Buffalo area. And they all win like, you know, like 38 cents or something like that. And they're all unhappy about it. Well, you wanted the quick fix. You wanted the, you know. And and here you go. You got the quick fix. Everyone got the same fucking quick fix. And now you're all like thinking that you're going to win $100,000 or a million dollars, whatever it is, and you win 38 cents. Come on. <sighs> Fuck it. You know what it is, dude? People with their, their get rich quick schemes. It's just, it drives. Ugh. Yeah. Nobody grinds it out anymore. No, that's not what it's about. People just want the quick, quick fix. Like, give me what I need to make a lot of money. Yeah, for as little investment as possible. Like, yep. why in the world? You know, I use the lineup generator on your website. I put in a $5 entry here, and I didn't win anything. <laughs> ah, brutal. All right, let's 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 talk. All right, so we, we talked running back waivers. I don't even know. Did we talk running back waivers enough? Yeah. 
And then I I got sidetracked by all this nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. I mean, Madison, Sony, Michelle, Jamal Williams, Hilliard, Foreman, Abdullah, Hubbard, Boston Scott, maybe if he's out there, Brita, (sighs) DJ Dallas. I don't know. Fuck Seattle. Um, Oh, yeah. There's no way I'm touching Seattle. Tony Pollard could be available. If he is, I mean, geez, I mean. Your league really sucks. For real. Well, Tony dude, Pollard's not I listen, I think if Alex Madison is, is – Yeah, is, but no, no, no. Pollard's been playing, though, and getting cat touches every week. Madison has it. And, and Zeke's been banged up. Like, Pollard's got to be universally rostered. Madison, I could see, right, because Cook gets all the touches. Pollard's been playing every week and involved. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. I'm not going to – I'm not going to deny that. And Zeke's um, been dealing with a bad knee for, for weeks. So, um, but yeah, I mean, is it possible? Yeah, but nah, that's crazy. Uh, Jamar Jefferson in a deeper league of Swift's out. They could mix him in. We did see him get a touchdown a couple weeks ago. Isn't uh, he on IR? Jamar Jefferson? No, he played last week. Did he? Mm-hmm. Maybe he just belongs on IR. <laughs> Whatever happened to that Godwin Ukabuki guy? Uh, he was there. He did have at least one carry in that game. I did see him run to the right side. Well, good for him. All right. Well, let's see. Do I see anybody else who may or may not be out? Ugh. Dare you go the Matt Breida route? Yeah, no, I mentioned him. I think you can. Um, did you? Yeah, Moss is uh was inactive, man. And they they talk, they talked about Brito, they wanted him more involved. Um, and he was more of the lead back. So yeah, I do think so. I mean, it's still it's not ideal. I mean, they're kind of he's more of an RB three, but uh, and the, the the problem is the matchups are tough. Uh they got the Patriots this week, then they got the Bucks and then the Panthers. So, but you know, he can catch passes and he's shown some explosiveness. So yeah, I mean he should be rostered everywhere. It doesn't mean he's a must start, but he should be rostered. Should be rostered. Um, any thoughts on the Dolphins backfield there? Miles Gaskin, they bring in Philip Lindsay. I mean, Gaskin got into the end zone twice, but you know, I mean, the, the dude gets no yardage. Yeah, I mean, he's catching passes. That's pretty much how it's been uh all season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to add Lindsay. I know he had what, 12 carries, but I, I think it's still mostly Gaskin. Yeah, I think it's mostly Gaskin too, but I'm not I'm not into it. Miles said I'm not trusting the Eagles. I'm never going back to the Eagles again, dude. I even said it. I even said it on Friday's fantasy alarm show, right? When I was was it no, it was it I said it on Wednesday's fantasy alarm show. I said it on the DFS podcast with Impemba. And then I reiterated it on Friday. And I was like, you know, I don't understand. You know, we, we there's there's all sorts of love going on. I feel like investing in Philly this week against the Giants is a bit of a trap. And, you know, I, I get it. You know, Jalen Hurts' numbers look absolutely fantastic, right? They do. Um, but there was just there was something telling me not to do it. And it had nothing to do with Miles Sanders not being, you know, or healthy or you know, getting, you know, dealing, I think it was an ankle issue. Is that what he he ended up with? Yeah. Yeah. I just knew not to invest in Philly. And and that game was just garbage. Garbage. 
Pete quote from Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson missing throws. The film doesn't lie. You know, we're missing some stuff. I felt like there's guys open tonight with some chances and unfortunately didn't pick it up. Did not pick it up. Did not pick it up at all. That marriage Um, is over. What's that? That marriage is over. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks? Carroll and Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going I, – I just there, there are just some wells you just can't go back the, to. The problem is there's so many offenses right now where we're like, uh, we don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. There's only one guy. There's too many right now, right? We can go, like, through a handful of teams. Oh, you can only use two players on this team. Oh, you can only use one. That's too many, man. Well, let's see. 49ers, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. There's four. Uh, again, I didn't say you, you I'm gave me one kidding. team, dude. I'm just kidding. Okay. And I'm Kittle, I mean, kidding. I don't even know if Kittle's, I mean, he had one, what one catch this week. Oh yeah. Kittle was terrible this week. I mean, he's still obviously a top five tight end, but that's the problem is that position. And you know, they get the lead, forget it. They're going to run the shit out of the ball. But hey, I said we said this weeks ago, and I'm looking. I don't know about you, but looking at the standings, I mean, it feels like there's five, seven, and five teams in every league I'm in. I mean, it's and with all these injuries, it's so wide open. I think you're going to see more six seeds win championships this year than ever before. You're going to see teams sneak in at like, wait, what are we playing? Fourteen weeks of it. You're going to see like seven and seven, six and eight teams get in and win the championship. Look at these injuries: McCaffrey, Cook. Henry, like all these guys in the, and, and you can't say, well, you should have went wide receiver. Really? The wide receivers fucking suck too. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Hopkins has been hurt. Like the first two rounds have been absolute massacre. Really has been. Even but- Debo Samuel now, right? Like you felt good if you have Debo. He's out a week or two. Maybe it's longer. Yeah, we, we've taken the hits all around, and you can't even turn around and say, well, I'll take a quarterback early because because <laughs> Mahomes has been terrible, and, and Lamar Jackson's been uh, up and down at times. And, I mean, so I mean, the, every position, the top the top tier has had a, a fair number of failures. A, a re, you know, you look, at, you look at the tight end position, right? Uh, Kittle was hurt for as long as he was. You know, everybody thinks Travis Kelsey's quitting on the team now. Well, Kelsey's been still good from a fantasy He's definitely been good, but, you know, and then you've got Waller's banged up. That's the other thing, too. We don't – they said he's week to week. When they say you're week to week, you don't play that week. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Every position's taking a beating in the top – in in the top tier. Yeah, no doubt about it. Huge. Huge. Unbelievable. Um, wide receivers out there. I mean, I think it's kind of the the usual suspects. I don't really think that there's. Um, I mean, aside from obviously, again, if if you're if you lost Debo Samuel, you have to look to see if Ayuk is available. If Ayuk is not available, do you do you look at like a, like a Jawan Jennings or even a a, a Scherfer? No, you're not interested at all. No, because I just they don't throw enough. They'll just go to Kittlemore and Ayuk and the backs, you know. I mean, it's not like Debo's been getting a ton of targets lately anyway. They've been running the football with him. 
Yes, that is definitely true. They have been running the football with him. But, you know, you kind of figure, though, the, 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 now that Mitchell's back and, you know, he's reestablished his, his place, maybe they, uh, they pull back on that sort of a uh, gimmick bullshit, right? They didn't this week. Mitchell had what, 27 carries? Debo still had six. Well, there goes that theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you don't, I don't, I, you don't want to go near the rest of the wide receivers for that. Jennings could score a touchdown, sure, but do you really want to risk that? Not, I don't. You're better off with Kendrick Bourne. You, oof, oof, oof. <laughs> but maybe, maybe so, right? Well, is it Kendrick Bourne this week and Nelson Aguilar next week? Who's going back and forth? Who's winning it? Uh, yeah, there's. I tell you, the running back position is a lot more, a uh, lot more lush on the waiver wire right now than the uh, than the wide receiver position is. There's yeah. nothing out there. Curtis, yeah. Sam- give me some Curtis Samuel. Yeah, yeah, he was. What do you I think? He had one carry and one target. I mean, they did run a ton, and they said he was going to be limited. And that's more of a very deep league. I actually did pick him up this past week because there wasn't much out there. I might wind up dropping him. Um, Josh Reynolds, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I kind of don't want to do it. So yeah, there's really not much. I'm trying to see. Yeah. I mean, maybe Russell Gage is out there, but I doubt it. MVS, but they're on by. Van Jefferson, I doubt it. I would think people already picked them up once they saw that uh, Woods went down. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Shepard, if he comes back, but I don't know when the hell that's going to be. Yeah, I don't know when he's coming back there. All right. So wide receiver position sucks. Tight end position. Um, Komet. I think he's out there in some leagues. Komet could still be Fa- out there in Foster some Foster Moreau. Leagues. If, uh, mm-hmm. if Waller's out, Foster Moreau. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, we lose Dan Arnold. Does uh, James O'Shaughnessy do it for you? I think you could look at them because they just have their tight end run so much. Yeah. Um, and be out there. So if he so gives yeah. you six catches for 50 yards each week, it's worth his weight. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, uh what, Nick Vanette in uh in New Orleans. Uh probably not. I mean, what did he he just had one touchdown? He didn't really do much. So I'd say no. I mean, I'd rather have Jack Doyle. Than him, even though he still splits with Moali Cox, but he has been running a little bit more. Um, but they do have the Texans, so that could be a streamer. But yeah, and then Taysom Hill could be the quarterback this week, too. So that's uh, if you're in a super flex league, you definitely go get him. Yeah, I would say it's definite go and get him. Um, and that, that exciting, man, where we're just talking handcuffs and Taysom Hill. That's the deliciousness of your waiver wire here. And heading into week 13. <laughs> what about I mean, what about Najoku? Yeah, I think so. Harrison Bryant got hurt. Um, so he might be out because they've been using a lot of three tight ends. Uh, so, yeah, you could. I mean, look, there's one league where, like, there's nothing on the wave wire. I forgot. Oh, I think I did pick up Doyle. I didn't play him. I think I have Cole Komet in that league. Do I? I hope I do. But, yeah, I've been really struggling um, because I had picked up Adam Troutman. He got hurt. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's 
it's look, there's some teams that are going to be in the playoffs that are limping in, man. Um, that's why, you know, uh, more than ever this year, I've just been saying it all year. You just can't give up. Keep plugging away because you see all these people, Dalvin Cook teams took a hit. Um, and the Dalvin Cook owner might not even have Madison. It could be someone else. Like I have Madison in the FSGA. It's a 14 team league. Now I'm like, I almost, and I almost dropped him over the last few weeks. I was like, shit, man, I don't have players to drop. And you know, the FSGA only six bench spots and, you know, your quarterback has a buy, tight end has a buy, and you have to make these moves and you got this guy injured. Uh, thank good. I thank goodness I didn't do it. So I'll obviously play him this week. Um, but yeah, it's you're gonna see some teams that are good that are just lumping in, man. You know, McCaffrey team probably is like, all right, here we go. I'm making a run. Nope, he's gone. Dalvin Cook. I mean, the Debo Samuel injury is huge, man. He was carrying teams, man. You were going in every week saying, Oh, I got 20 plus points from Debo this week. Without hesitation, man. Without hesitation. He was scoring a touchdown every week. I mean, how many, how many weeks in a row has he scored? It feels like he scores every single fucking game. I don't have him anywhere, too, man. That's the worst, right? When that guy break, it's great when you have that breakout player on multiple teams. You feel like you're the smartest person in the world. When you don't have that player, it feels like absolute shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Debo, what, five touchdowns in his last three games. Oh, wow. There were two weeks he didn't score. Two Arizona weeks he didn't score. But, but one of those weeks, he had 171 <laughs> receiving yards on six catches. Damn. So, he, wow. He scored in every game except four. And two of them came in the first three weeks. And he still yeah. put up yardage those weeks. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's got 10 total touchdowns, five rushing, five receiving. It's amazing. Six targets the last two weeks. Right. <laughs> like, what's going on, bro? 19 carries in the last three games. Crazy, man. But, yeah, I mean, and, if, and we mentioned Daryl Henderson. If he's out, that's a big loss, too. That guy's been money. I have him in one league. It's, it's been phenomenal having him. Um, now, again, Alvin Kamara could be back this week. So that's a big boost for those teams. And Amari Cooper should be back and CeeDee Lamb. So, but the bottom line is, is I see very few dominant teams this year in the leagues that I'm in, which is good if you're not the dominant team, because the window is open. You just get into the playoffs and you have a hot two to three weeks and you win a championship. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like hockey playoffs, man. You get a hot goalie. Hey, I mean, it was baseball this year, right? Braves got hot. The Braves were like far from the Braves have 88 wins, I think. Right. Then they have 88 wins. Unbelievable. I mean, think about that. Their outfield just went nuts. Right. For the playoffs and everything. It was like all of a sudden it was like the 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 sink or swim outfield. Just like me, it was doing like the the backstroke. Eddie Rosario was just like you couldn't get this guy out. I mean, think about it. Right. So Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh Giants and Dodgers grind for six months. 107 wins. Giants 106 for the Dodgers. Braves are like, ah, easy division. We'll make some trades. 88 wins. Ah, we're the world champs. <laughs> it's just, it's it's crazy. The Giants won 19 more games than them. The Braves are the champs. Braves are the champs. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, all right, folks. That's uh, that's about all the time that we've got for you here tonight. I think we've kind of run through the gamut. Um, definitely take a take an extra. Long look at your waiver wire. Make sure that nobody got dropped that shouldn't be dropped. Uh, and just be smart with your pickups. Be smart with your pickups. And uh, Adam and I will uh, will come back. We'll talk some, you know, possible more waivers. I'm sure we're going to get 
a deluge of more in injury information on Tuesday during the daytime. So uh, we'll cover you with uh, with all of that. Maybe there's another round of waivers to look at. Maybe there's even a couple of point spreads we're eyeballing for next week. Either way, that's going to do it for us here on Annie Up. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.